as Srila Prabhupada's purport. This goes on a little over a page. A strong faith that by Krishna consciousness one will be elevated to the highest perfection of life it is, is called Vyavayasayatmika intelligence. The Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya 22.6 states Shraddha Shabde Vishvashakahe Sudhriddhanischa Krishna Bhakti Kaila Sarva Karma Kritahai Faith means unflinching trust in something sublime. When one is engaged in the duties of Krishna consciousness, he need not act in relationship to the material world with obligations to family traditions, humanity, or nationality. Fruitive activity are the engagements of one's reactions from past good or bad deeds. When one is awake in Krishna consciousness, he need no longer endeavor for good results in his activities. When one is situated in Krishna consciousness, all activities are on the absolute plane, for they, they are no longer subject to dualities like good and bad. The highest perfection of Krishna consciousness is renunciation of the material conception of life. In this state is automatically achieved by progressive Krishna consciousness. The resolute purpose of a person in Krishna consciousness is based on knowledge. Vasudeva Sarvam Iti Samahatma Sudurlavaha. A person in Krishna consciousness is the rare good soul who knows perfectly that Vasudeva, or Krishna, is the root of all manifested causes. As by watering the root of a tree, one automatically distributes water to the leaves and branches. So by acting in Krishna consciousness, one can render the highest service to everyone, namely self, family, society, country, humanities, and so on. If Krishna is satisfied by one's actions, then everyone will be satisfied. Service in Krishna consciousness is, however, best practiced under the able guidance of a spiritual master who is a bona fide representative of Krishna, who knows the nature of the student and who can guide him to act in Krishna consciousness. As such, to be well-versed in Krishna consciousness, one has to act firmly and obey the representative of Krishna, and one should accept the instruction of the bona fide spiritual master as one's mission in life. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur instructs us in his famous prayer for the spiritual master as follows. Yasya Prasada Bhagavat Prasada Yasya Prasadan Nagati Kutopi Dayam Stuvam Stasya Yasyasti Sandyam Nandegoro Shi Charanadavindam. By satisfaction of the spiritual master, the Supreme Personality of Godhead becomes satisfied. And by not satisfying the spiritual master, then there is no chance of being promoted 
to the plane of Krishna consciousness. I should, therefore, meditate and pray for his mercy three times a day and offer my respectful obeisances unto him, my spiritual master. The whole process, however, depends on perfect knowledge of the soul beyond the conception of the body, not theoretically, but practically, when there is no longer a chance for sense gratification manifested in fruitive activities. One who is not firmly fixed in mind is diverted by various types of fruitive activities. Namaste Sarasate De De Gauravani Pacharane Divishesha Shunyavani Paschachane Sitarane Omagyanam Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Shaksur Miritam Jainam Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Vansakalpatrubhyascha Kripasindu Bhyevacha Titanam Bhavanehyo Vaishnavehyo Namo Namaha So I especially wanted to talk about this verse today because uh, as we'll just I'll talk about this was a very particularly important verse to Srila Prabhupada personally and I'll, I'll tell, tell the story about that uh, because it was this verse that actually was at the root of inspiring him to continue to spread that to uh, resolved to spread this Krishna consciousness all over the world, this Vyavasa Atmika Bhuti. And if you know the backstory a little bit, it'll explain something of his, the, the purport uh, that, that he writes here. Um, so this actually is telling us the, uh, the uh, uh, formula uh, for success in devotional service. Um, uh, that he says here that those people uh, who are uh, on this path, that is the, the, the path of devotional service, the path of uh, 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 surrendering all our activities to Krishna, they, to be successful in this path, you need this thing that's called Vyavasaya Atmika uh, Buddhi, intelligence. Uh, intelligence, buddhi, the, the word for buddhi is, doesn't mean the same thing as usually what we think of as intelligence in the West. Intelligence is something that is measured by a standardized test and you get a number, IQ 140, IQ 120, IQ 90, whatever. You know, this is the intelligence quotient. which shows your skill, really the skills of the mind. But in the Vedic understanding of the subtle body, beyond the manas, there's buddhi, there's intelligence, which actually makes us set our goals and aims correctly. Intelligence is actually the instrument for the correct placement of faith. And that's what's behind this purport of Srila Prabhupada. How do you know how to correctly place your faith Faith, it's not blind, but it, one is guided by intelligence. And Prabhupada uh, tells us in a commentary to the second canto of the, uh, the Bhagavatam that he calls intelligence the form, direction of the super soul. 
That is to say, the manifest form in which Krishna gives us direction, he does it through buddhi, through intelligence. And therefore, in the Bhagavad Gita, buddhi yoga is used. Krishna says, dadami buddhi yogam I give them the buddhi, the intelligence, by which they can come to me. So Krishna says he's sitting in our heart and he gives us direction and he does that through intelligence in reciprocation to our determination and commitment to follow him. We are guided by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, so Krishna says one has to have this resolute Krishna consciousness. Why? Because the, what that means, the aim is one. Because he says, those who are otherwise, who, uh, whose intelligence is uh, not fixed, it's bahushaka, meaning branched. What does that mean? Well, I want many things in life. Uh, I, I want to make advancement in Krishna consciousness. I want to make money. I, I, want, I want to satisfy my family members. I want to be a respectable person in society. I also want this. I also want that. So for many, many people, their, their, their devotion or their religious life, whatever it may be, it's one thing among many. And it's just one among many. For most people today, religion means something, I have my life and then I add this thing on. It's like an addendum or an extra that's added to. Uh, like a hobby or, or something I do on the weekends for fun. Also, I have my religion. Otherwise, uh, this is what's called secularization. You know, the modern world has been undergoing this process of secularization. And in a secular society, you can be religious as you want to be, but it has to be kept in its proper place. It shouldn't really interfere with the main things of life, which, of course, in in, in this culture is economic development. so it's, it, 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 it's kept in its place. Otherwise, if it's in its place, fine. So in modern society, we, we separate our religion from our life. It, it's this extra. But the, the concept, that the word that's usually used to translate religion, dharma, it does, doesn't mean that. It means what you are. Uh, that's your, that's, that's your, your dharma. And, and, and dharma simply means your essential nature and our essential nature is that we are all constitutes as servants of Krishna so Vyavasa Admika Bodhi uh, doesn't mean that you may have other things to do in life to, to earn money to support a family but everything else that we, we may do should be in the service of this one thing that is, development of spiritual life and Krishna consciousness. Then your aim is one. So it's not that one cannot be a householder or that one has to be a, a renunciate, but that commitment should be there. Everything I evaluate, is it favorable for my devotional service or if it is unfavorable? And if it's unfavorable, I should make arrangements not to do that anymore. And so Prabhupada has one very interesting commentary on how to make family life favorable, uh, to turn uh, family life into spiritual life. And so we have instructions, uh, instructions like that. But, but the thing is, why, why, why Prabhupada talks about faith in this context is because 
Because faith means that your aim is one. In other words, you're depending on everything. Everything you do, you depend upon your Krishna consciousness. And therefore, once you have the conviction, Prabhupada doesn't actually fully translate the verse here, but this verse is spoken in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the meaning of Shraddha, is that strong conviction that by attaining Krishna Bhakti, devotional service to Krishna, Sarva Karma Krittahoy, by just by doing that, everything else will automatically be accomplished. Because, because if the main thing is Krishna consciousness, then you really put your energy into that one thing. Now generally, for example, you're advised to, to spread your bets. If you want to invest in the stock market, you, you, know, you don't put your money all in one thing, it may fail. Uh, so you, you have a lot of options. But for Krishna consciousness, it's saying that this, this should be your main thing. And you should have the conviction that if I attain Krishna consciousness, automatically everything else will come out successfully. And my life will be successful. So that's, you have to have confidence. That, 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 that uh, this is what Krishna says when he says sarva dharman puritjaja mame kam saranam braja that's part of you give up all these other dharmas and just make this your dharma surrender to me and he says I will protect you I'll take care of you you have to believe him because sometimes it looks a little risky uh, if, if, if we uh, we do this um, so th- this is and the, the, the verse that Prabhupada uh, mentions here uh, or, or the he cites he doesn't quote it that that the that Krishna is the root of all manifested uh, causes but he refers to the Bhagavatam verse that by pouring water on the root of the tree all the leaves and branches become nourished. Uh, and this, this verse is it's a Bhagavatam verse which is quoted in the Chaitanya Charitamrita right after this Bengali verse. Uh, to illustrate this case, this case, you have to pour water on the root of the tree. It has leaves and branches, but if you pour water on the leaves and branches, the tree will not become uh, uh, fed. But you, you, you water the, the root, the leaves become nourished, the branches become nourished. So similarly, by devotional service to Krishna, everything else becomes uh, taken care of. Uh, the Bhagavatam verse particularly refers to the various devas. You don't have to separately worship various devas who are in charge of various departments of life. Uh, for example, we, we know, we know uh, in India, on um, certain occasions, uh, the students go and worship Saraswati for success in their examinations because she's in charge of learning, and they, they do that. Well, if you simply worship Krishna, Saraswati is also taken care of, and Ganesh is also taken care of. So, I mean, it not means that you shouldn't pay respect to the devas because they're also great devotees. But on the other hand, there's no need to separately uh, endeavor 
to achieve their blessings because if Krishna is satisfied, they are satisfied. You poured water on the root of the tree and the leaves and branches are all. So your good fortune is assured across the board. Uh, this is Krishna's promise. That you, 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 you can put your main effort, your central effort into serving him and ded ed ed dedicate everything uh, to, to Krishna and then uh, you, you will always be able to uh, do well in every respect. And the material good and bad, as Prabhupada said, is not your occasion. Is Krishna satisfied or is Krishna uh, n not satisfied? And Prabhupada also mentions here, uh, you render the highest service to everyone, self, family, society, country, humanity. And it's true, we may not see how it's working, but it is working. Uh, when we chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, that sound vibration goes into the ether, uh, the subtle space, which is the substrate of sound vibration. And ether is the beginning of the, the, the gross elements. The ether becomes purified. As the ether becomes purified, then air becomes purified, and fire becomes purified. Water becomes purified. Earth, all the elements become purified. It works its way down the, the, the evolution of the elements. So you may think that you're not doing anything for anybody by chanting Hare Krishna, but you are. Whether it's in a kirtan or a group or you're sitting chanting Java, you're putting purification into the ether. And when, when people nowadays, they, they try to start purifying the earth, it doesn't work very well. They're having a hard time cleaning up the mess we created on stopping people from creating further messes. It's not working because they're trying to work from the, the gross to the subtle. But this is the more powerful method of, of purification. Uh, that, that, and by teaching Krishna consciousness to other, others, they start to act in a way that is purifying for everything and everyone. So, this, because it's subtle sometimes, people don't understand how it's working, but uh, it, it actually is the, the servant to uh, humanity. And then, uh, so, so this is what's necessary, it, it is this, this commitment. And it requires this, uh, this, this confidence. Uh, uh, it also, when you're taking up the chanting of Hare Krishna and you're becoming serious about it, we have to cultivate the holy name while trying to give up offenses. And one of the offenses in chanting Hare Krishna mantra is to not have complete faith in the chanting of, of Hare Krishna and to maintain material desires in spite of understanding so many instructions in this matter. Now, people have misunderstood this but it means that this we should we should whoops we should we should have this 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 faith in in, in the holy name that we have in Krishna Himself. Just needs to tighten up a little bit. Here we go. We're fine. Um, so the the, uh, the offense notice is not to have material desires. It's, a, it's our misfortune that we have material desires. 
but the offense is to maintain them. In other words, when I chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, I should be chanting with the idea of ridding myself of the material desires. Now, you, we may sometimes think initially that I'm becoming free from material desires, but we usually discover that I have many more than I'm conscious of. Because our material desires are in the mind. And really, we are not wholly conscious of everything that's in our mind. Uh, but gradually, as consciousness spans, expands, we also start to understand what's in the mind. Now, the mind comes with us. It's our inheritance. When we take birth in the material world, it's because we have material desires still. At the time of death, we leave this world and there are material desires that we're still longing to fulfill. Those propel us to a new material birth. Not as, and we get not as much as we want, but according to our, well, as we deserve, but the desires propel us. So we bring with us in this world, we, at the time of death, uh, we, shuffle, we shuffle off the mortal coil, as Hamlet says. You know, we shuffle off the mortal coil. But there's two mortal coils. We have a gross body and a subtle body. And then there's the self, the soul. So at the time of death, we lose the gross body. But we, if we have material desires, we carry with us the subtle body. And according to the disposition and the desires of that subtle body, we get the appropriate kind of gross material body. This is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. So we've gotten this body, we're here now, because usually devotional service is some continuation from a past life, but we blew it. We didn't go back to Godhead. We're here, but if we're here, we've picked up where we left off. And so we're continuing. So we should understand that there. I, I, when, I, when I was born, I had this subtle body, and in that subtle body, my legacy from my last life was with me in the form of material desires. And it shaped and formed the gross body. So it's there. So, the, so it's given, you know, I'm, I'm born with that, okay. Uh, but now I should try to create, now the material desires are hard to become free from. They interfere with my devotional service. They stop my Vyavasa but so if he, here's my, this is my mini branched intelligence. Now here, let's say the main one, you know, the end of this is Krishna consciousness, but there are these other things. And they're there. So I should be praying to Krishna to please remove them. I should not be praying to Krishna, please also satisfy them. <laughs> I should recognize them for what they are. So, and how, how do we do that when we chant Hare Krishna? That's the meaning of the Hare Krishna mantra. When, when Prabhupada gave us the, the meaning of the Hare Krishna mantra, very early on, he gave a little talk. It was at the beginning of the first record he made that was in the happening label. And it's in the, on chanting Hare Krishna we have as a pamphlet everywhere. He told us the meaning of the mantra is, O Krishna, O energy of the Lord, Please engage me in your service. That's the meaning of the mantra. 
because they're in the vocative case, the case of address, so we're calling on Krishna. And that's what we're asking. When you call on Krishna, you're asking for something. What is what are we asking? It's the pure prayer. Please engage me in your service. Now the corollary, you know mathematics or logic, that's the corollary is the same thing said another way. So the corollary of please engage me in your service is please negate everything that gets in way of your service. So if I look in my heart and I'm honest with myself, I will see these things are there that interfere with my dedication. Some desire, or some, some urging, some I mean, whatever it may be. It's kind of horrible to look at, but it's there. So Krishna, please destroy them. I can pray when I just chant, that can be my meaning. And I can have some particular thing that is really there to, to ask for. So Prabhupada says in a, uh, one of his purports in, in, in the Bhagavatam that it says that whenever there is a prayer, there is a request for a benediction. He's quoting Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur when he says that. And so it's not that we shouldn't ask for anything, but we should ask for the right thing. We should ask for Krishna consciousness. And, and we should have the confidence in Krishna that, that, that I can live if we retaining a material desire it means I'm attached to something that I think I need but I really don't I really don't need it but somehow brother I think I have to have it Krishna please give me Krishna consciousness but also money I think I need it there's a famous uh, statement by the Christian saint uh, Saint Augustine who said, when I was young and foolish, I prayed to, to, to God, please give me celibacy, but not just yet. <laughs> you know, we can recognize that feeling. Yeah, some great later on, you know, maybe give me a few years. Uh, so we, we should, so that, that requires confidence in Krishna that if I get Krishna consciousness, I will be satisfied in every other department. And it's true. It's really true. We will not be missing anywhere. All, we, every, we will be fully satisfied. Because Krishna will remove our material desires, our real desire, in, in both a general way and a specific way, is to serve Krishna. Our desires uh, to engage the senses is to please Krishna. And we know, and, and we maybe to please Krishna in Vrindavan, for example, in a very special way, to please him as his friend, or as his gopi, or his gopa, or his parents, or the servants of his, in some way like that. That desire may be, you know, is in our hearts. We'll find out what we really want if we get rid of the garbage. That that that, that when we come to the material world, Prabhupada has said that prema, that love for Krishna, becomes, becomes curdled. Like, 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 like putting, it comes to be like milk coming into contact with some acid and changes into kama. The desire to enjoy in the world to desire separately from Krishna. So as our material desires decrease, our love for Krishna increases. And we find out who we really are 
and what we really want. And then when that is satisfied, we are always satisfied. Fully. Beyond we can even imagine in this world. Because in the material world, as Prabhupada explains that, that materialists, all they ever enjoy is actually a little mental satisfaction. Say there's a person in a certain profession, and he works very, very hard in that profession. He makes some advancement in that profession. He contributes something, say he's a medical doctor and he heals so many people, and he discovers some new treatment that's very successful, so he becomes honored in his profession. And he raises a family and all that stuff. And so at the end of his life, he's going away. And he thinks, what have I got? I was successful. He enjoys a little mental satisfaction. I achieved some honor. I achieved some respect. That's what he has. All they get, he says, a little mental satisfaction. And meanwhile, people are so working so hard, they buy a nice house, they put their family there, so many things, and they're working so hard, they can't even enjoy it. They're all working, you know, the 60-hour, 70-hour week just to be successful, because you do have to work very hard. And that's what you enjoy, a little mental uh, satisfaction. And you, you die, so many other things you wanted, you didn't get, you couldn't do, and you take birth again. It's sad, actually. It's very, we, we, even the successful people in this world, we should have compassion on them, too. Because they are not getting uh, what they wanted. At the at the end uh, of the purport, Prabhupada again mentions Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's prayer, and he mentions how that one should uh, come to this Vyavasa Atmika Bhuti by accepting the order of the spiritual master. Uh, and this is. He doesn't explicitly mention this, but, but he says, uh, he probably tells us that, that when he was a, a young man, uh, well, he was 40 years old, actually. He was 40 years old when his, when his spiritual master passed away. When he was a young man and he had first met Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he suggested to him that since you uh, know English well, you should uh, preach in English which meant that you should go to the West. That was that the whole Gaudiya Mahat was focused on preaching, taking Krishna consciousness to the rest of the world. And then Prabhupada, when he was 40, uh, he was a householder still, uh, working very hard for the Gaudiya Mahat, at the same time in business to maintain his family. And he, he wrote to his spiritual master, a letter, Prophet has told us about this on several lectures, saying that that uh, uh, my godbrothers who are uh, uh, sannyasis and brahmacharis, they're working very hard, fully to serve you. I'm a householder. I don't think I can do very much. Is there anything I can do? Uh, and so he, he, he wrote this letter, uh, 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 November, December uh, of 1936 to his spiritual master who was in Puri because he was in bad health and trying to recover his, to recover his health there at the seaside. And he got a letter back from him uh, 
saying to him that it will be good for you and those who help you if you try to push on this movement in English. The same order, actually. The same order. And then, maybe two weeks later, he passed away. So it was the, kind of his last instruction from the spiritual master, which repeated the thing he heard then. And then Prabhupada was t- telling his, uh, his disciples, when I got this order, I couldn't imagine that I, I would do this or do that. At that time, I was a businessman. I was doing business. He felt so entangled. I, cu- I couldn't, I couldn't uh, think of what I would do. But then he said, but I took it very seriously. But he was just thinking how I can, you know, he wants me to go to the West, you know. Which was the same order he probably had given his leading sannyasis and renunciates to do this. He had given them, there was a well-known famous desire of his that was liberally uh, spread around to his top men. So Prabhupada was kind of shocked uh, to get it. But then Prabhupada says, then I really got some inspiration by reading this commentary on this verse of uh, 241 by Thakur. Uh, and so that commentary, I'm quoting it here from uh, the book by Burijan Prabhu in uh, his uh, overview of the Bhagavad Gita called Surinam to Me. He, he, he quotes this verse, which firmly fixed him in his resolve to follow this order. So this is what Vishma Chakravarti Thakur wrote. Of all kinds of intelligence, the best intelligence focused, the best is intelligence focused on bhakti yoga. Because you can be intelligent for this, intelligent for that. You know, so. In bhakti yoga, one's intelligence becomes single-pointed or fixed in determination. One thinks, the instructions of my spiritual master to worship the personality of Godhead by chanting, remembering, serving his feet, and so on, are my only sadhana, if I practice, my only sadhya, my goal, my only livelihood. I am unable to give up these instructions, either in the stage of practice or in the stage of perfection. They alone are my object of desire and my only responsibility. Besides them, I can desire no other responsibility, not even in my dreams. It is all the same to me whether I feel happy or unhappy, or whether my material existence is eradicated or not. So Prabhupada described this purport as saying, one should not worry whether I'm liberated or not liberated, whether I succeed or I should fail. My success is just following that. And so that really boosted him in his determination when he read this commentary. And he just dedicated himself that that this is what my spiritual master wants. I will do it no matter what. And if I succeed or not, that is not the issue. I just have to do it. So he started out that way, so in 1944 he started writing in English in the Back to Godhead magazine, just as Bhakti Siddhanta in 1927 had changed Sajana Toshini, started by Bhaktivinoda Thakur in 1870 as a periodical in Bengal, uh, to the English language harmonist and started writing in English. 
And so Prabhupada started to do the same way. Because the Godiyamad in the meanwhile, after Bhaktisiddhanta passed away tragically, broke into different uncooperating, competing factions, and they kind of lost that fixed determination to do this. But so Prabhupada kept it. And so we have to thank Vishnachandrani Thakur and Prabhupada for understanding this verse and for his commitment, because we are all here because of that, because he uh, uh, understood uh, this verse and, uh, and, and really uh, took it to heart. And he's, he, he also told, told, us, told us, by the way, one time with, with his disciples, he said, uh, on the occasion of Bhaktisiddhanta's disappearance, that he gave an article, uh, a, a, a talk, uh, telling, how, telling about how he came. He said, I'm born in one country, you're in another, how did we come together? And so he tells the story and about how this verse uh, influenced him. And then he said, now on this auspicious day, I'm going to give the same instruction to you. Now, he couldn't tell us to come to preach in English because we were already there. But, but what he said, you should have some feeling for suffering humanity. That's how he translated it. And you should, you should practice Krishna consciousness and you should give it to others. So that's how he repeated that instructions to us. You should become Krishna conscious yourself and then you should give it to others. Not just be about, worry about your own Krishna consciousness, but take on the care of everybody else. Because that's what Bhakti Siddhanta was doing. It's very interesting that at a time when that, 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 that Prabhupada received this order, everyone was thinking, you know, India is the country in need and the West is prosperous. Uh, but, but you should have some feeling for suffering. They're suffering in the West. And you should think of what happened in the 1930s to the West. All hell was about to break loose, you know. Uh, it had already started uh, in 33 when Hitler uh, rose to power in Germany and in the other side of the world uh, uh, Japan took full occupation of, of, uh, of Manchuria and made it their puppet state. And so and then by 1939 actual warfare burst out and the whole world was eventually plunged into incredible devastation. Where was the happiness for everybody? So Prabhupada knew that everyone is suffering even in the place that they are supposedly advancing and civilized and beyond all this kind of stuff. World War I was supposed to be the war, war that ended wars, but look what happened. And anyway, that's we you know the story of the, the misfortunes of humanity. So they're all suffering, uh, and, and, and uh, we should have some feeling for them. So this is this is the purport to this verse uh, given by Srila Prabhupada. Uh, so I, I'll I'll end, end with that, uh, and uh, maybe we have a minute or two for any comments or questions. Doubts, misgivings, barrage. Um, how do you tie um, the, the love for your spiritual master, the faith and the love of your spiritual master, along with the instruction that you get? 
because it seems that you can get an instruction, but without the love and faith in your spiritual master, you may not give your life in your soul. It's true. You may you may receive the instruction of the spiritual master and not have confidence in him. That's a fact. Yeah. That's that's the thing. One 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 should one one as as the representative of Krishna and the servant of Krishna who gave us Krishna consciousness. Well, we, we should have feelings of thankfulness and gratitude and love and appreciation, and, and, and that should that should be there. In, in ISKCON today, every person who's an initiating guru is the servant of Srila Prabhupada and the servant of this order of Srila Prabhupada. Uh, uh, this is the meaning of that Prabhupada is our founder Acharya, and everybody, as long as there's ISKCON, we'll all be the servants of. Srila Prabhupada's order uh, to give the, to become Krishna. This is this is it to become Krishna conscious and give it to others. And only a little advancement in this path. It doesn't mean that right away, but whatever we we should be aware of our, our level of commitment, and we should just try to increase it. We should be aware of our level of impurity, and we should try to become better. And anyone, wherever we may be situated on the path of Krishna consciousness, if we are sincerely trying to become better, we are good. I may be way up here, but if I'm not truly trying to advance more, I I will stagnate, and then if I start to stagnate, I will begin to go the other direction. So the, the commitment is just to take the next step. And if I'm asking, praying to Krishna, tell me what I should do next, guarantee you, he'll tell you. So long as we are making some endeavor to take that step, if we keep praying what is the next step, Krishna keeps showing us and we keep not doing it, then you may not find out you're not understanding what Krishna wants. And you can ask your spiritual master. You can ask the representative Prabhupada. You can Shiksha Guru or Diksha Guru, you can, you can, you can also find out. And, but I tell you, when that question is sincere, the answer is not subtle. It's rather very, very. It'll you'll, you'll get you hear the message from all sides. <laughs> you'll be listening to a tape, and you'll hear it. You'll hear over here a conversation in the kitchen, and you'll hear the message. It'll it'll come at you. Believe me, you'll know what Krishna wants. That's a fact. I can testify to that. <laughs> They were angry, it's time to stop.